This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Changing your A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. The search for an answer. Everybody's thinking about it. Everywhere. What is the answer? What is the solution to all of these people who want to shoot a bunch of people? I think I have a pretty good idea what it is, but you're not going to like it. My uh, my answer and solution was very close to wanting to take the day off. How can you react any other way? Well, I, I, a lot of people are. They're trying to channel their grief and confusion into some sort of action. I think in most cases, it'll be useless or counterproductive. And frankly, the discussion so far is incredibly disappointing. Well, no, I can't say that. To, to say it's disappointing suggests that I'd hoped it would be better. Um, but I didn't. So let me rephrase that. The uh, discussion so far has been awful. Tell you one angle of it that is uh, is new to me <clears throat> is the the social media angle of it. I uh, after the first shooting, I did kind of regular media mostly, and anybody who was following on Twitter saw me angrily firing off tweets uh, at night. I don't know why I was so bothered by that first one. Uh, I mean, you should be bothered by all these. I'm bothered by all of them, but more than usual, I was bothered. And I don't know if it was big, if it was the cumulative effect of coming on the heels of another one a few days earlier, mm-hmm. or if it was the whole back to school shopping at Walmart aspect of it that just triggers something in my childhood or my kids or I don't know what. Right. But I was bothered than even normal by this. But anyway, so I kind of did normal media and I was blasting the media. But the second shooting, I got uh, sucked into the world of social media and 8chan and all these different things and Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time going down these different wormholes of of information that could be coming from who knows where. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's Russians and Chinese or, or weirdos who are holed up in their apartments with guns who hate a bunch of different people or what. But there is so much... There is so much stuff going on in social media. There's a whole there's a whole other conversation of world going on for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you can live your regular life, you know, watching the uh, watching the reading major newspapers and watching regular TV and just be completely unaware of that world. Right. Right. And I, I you know, I'm back. I I've been standing by this for a long time. The world was better before the internet. But I I, I still hate the media. For uh, for glorifying these people and rolling around in grief porn, I think it's the sign of a diseased society. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, it would have been impossible for me to see video of someone being killed. And now, I just saw in the New York Post, here's the moment the police shot whichever one of them was. Right. I mean, we, 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 we watch videos of people dying. And then we watch videos of the people crying about other people that died, that were, that, that were killed by that guy that we just saw die. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird, weird thing to do. But anyway, I had a point to that. So I was like, oh, uh, I, I, I was looking at the, the New York Post or whatever, and, and, and I was going to get angry at them, but I thought, you know what? 
I still hate you for doing that, but that's becoming increasingly irrelevant as the next generation gets all their news from that scary world that's on the Internet that is just, I mean, there's no control in that. Yeah. And it's just crazy stuff. Yeah, well, that's uh, part of, you know, the the answer is asking the right question in a lot of things. And, you know, you know I heard it put rather beautifully by a, a law enforcement person this morning who said, why are increasing numbers of young men using shooting people as a coping mechanism. Why are they using that as a way to deal with what's in their heads? And I think that's a really, really interesting question. But um, getting back to your Internet thing, Ian, we've talked about this on a number of different topics. We, all of us, as we go through life, as we bump up against uh, people and, and the groups we're part of and the organizations we're part of, the rest of it, we realize, okay, some of the things that are bumping around in my head are, are not cool. And by not cool, it might mean, you know, uh, illegal, unacceptable, weird, perverse, you know, uh, unpopular. Um, and and you go through life figuring out, okay, this, this one's unpopular, but it's, it's part of what makes me me, and I'm hanging with it. Um, and sometimes that can be really, really cool. But if you have a truly horrific and perverse impulse that is never, ever reinforced, it goes away. Or you suppress it, or you kind of forget about it. If you have a really sick, perverse impulse that you jump online and have it reinforced over and over again every single day, it's going to grow. And that's one of the that's one of our biggest problems. Then how about if somebody feeds you news stories that are phony, right, but you believe, right, that um well, and in the wake of a horror like this as you were talking a minute or two ago, I was picturing, you know, like your your classic old-timey movie the, the alarm goes off at the fire station. And all the firemen scramble and they run for the truck and they slide down the pole and they pull on their gear, the rest of it Every time something horrific like this happens, I picture that uh, in the various, you know, troll farms and and misinformation sites and and weirdo, uh, you know, enclaves of the world. They can't wait to jump on this. We were talking before the show about how uh, these various uh, murderers' Wikipedia pages are suddenly in existence and then edited and re-edited back and forth, back and forth as the information wars have begun. That's part of the... It's bizarre. Uh, no, he's on their team. No, he's on their team. Right. right. It's just... Uh. Right. And that and that's that's part of the internet hole I went down is seeing screenshots of Wikipedia pages that then turn out to not be true, but it doesn't matter. The people that want it to be true saw the first version and are going with that. And, yep. and, then, and then is it... You know, you throw in our own diseased society, and we are diseased... A society that wants to to watch murders on video enough that the the major newspapers put them out is weird. Yeah, but um, read Dave Grossman's book on killing. It is so smart and interesting. It's how we we are like uh, the the uh, like the Victorians were to sex that we pretend we distance ourselves from it completely but we're wildly fascinated by it because well you know you have to read the book but. When uh, Grandma dies, she's whisked away. Nobody, you know, nobody sees her. Nobody deals with her. You know, we don't uh, uh, slaughter our own farm animals anymore. Somebody else does it. We are so far from death in this society, and yet we're fascinated by it. But anyway, read the book. Videos everywhere of people dying that apparently people are watching because they're everywhere. Yeah, in mainstream media. Anyway, there's there's so many. I tell you what, no cops and no soldiers. No undertakers, no emergency room nurses or doctors ever watch those videos. They're not the least bit entertained by that. 
because they deal with the reality of it. And that's, you know, that's one of our other problems. But, you know, we have a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, we're going to be talking about this a lot. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. I was trying to think about, um, you know, uh, so we got this going on now, and we didn't have it going on years ago. Correct. And so, like, with a science experiment, what what uh, variables have changed or what, what things Trump. have changed? Trump has changed. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I even brought that in. But I was Forget gonna, I said that. But I was trying to list the things in my head that have changed. Politics are way different than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Media is way different than it used to be. You throw in the Internet and all that sort of stuff. People don't get married and have children anymore. They don't even couple anymore. People I don't mean, join civic organizations. People don't belong to churches. People aren't scouts. People aren't. You know, playing team sports, whatever. So that's like we're disconnected. So that's like five different, five major things right there mm-hmm. that are way different than they were a couple decades ago. I yeah. mean, way different. Right. I mean, it's, and, and, and I would argue they also all have, play a role in uh, people figuring out who they are in the formation of identity. And and what role, to what extent, any of those major five things play? I who knows. Anyway, we got more on this coming up. Let's introduce everybody in the squad to get uh, to get going here. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Sorry, this morning, Mike. Well, I'm looking at CNN right now. They have breaking news. Police suspect is, to- uh, is talking, shows no remorse or regrets. You know, I don't give a crap what this guy thinks. Right. And I don't think we should be, you know, mentioning him the name or what his thoughts are. Or I don't care. The whole grief porn thing is so weird. It's sick. It is really sick. Who's watching that? Who wants to see this mom lost her child at the Walmart shopping for school? Let's How you watch, feel? Let's watch her cry. She just watched her kid get killed. Right. Who, who, are there people? Are, do some of you watch that? Do you get any? If you get any enjoyment out of it, I, and by enjoyment I mean entertainment, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing? There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the smile most days lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing well. I, I come to you today with a bit of a life advice as, as to a uh, life hack. Don't put your life savings in a shoebox because you could be like this Ashland organ man who accidentally took his life savings shoebox, about 23 grand's worth of cash in this shoebox, threw it in the recycling. Whoopsie daisy. Ooh. It gets dutifully picked up because, you know, civil service, it's amazing. It's you, know, you just put it out there and it gets picked up and whisked away. Some employee finds this shoebox full of money. This employee is a better employee than I, because apparently he reports it to the people it should be. <laughs> and this guy ends up getting reconnected with his, his life oh, savings, short nice. a couple hundred bucks that was must have been lost in the in the shuffle. I tell you what, that's a life-affirming and positive story, and I'm glad you shared it with us. Also, keep in mind, if you put something you're not supposed to in your trash, they have amazing ways of tracing it back to you. It's always boggled oh, my mind. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, like what? Like you put a paint can or something you're not supposed yeah, to put in Yeah, that's just, for instance, some sort of toxic waste or, or, or what have you. A foot. <laughs> a bed or a mattress. <laughs> right, exactly. Who knows? Oh, we darned. I didn't know that. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I just want to take a moment out to thank the men and women with my city's fire department for their quick action over the weekend. Sunday afternoon, out in the garage, by the uh, heater, I think, I think I smell gas. Mm-hmm. I thought... As in natural gas? As in natural gas. Or your own leakings. No, not oh, my own leakings. Boy. Natural mm, gas. So I went back in the house, and I actually debated with myself, all right, you really want to call 911? I mean, they're going to come out. Is that going to be embarrassing? Then I thought, you know something? It'd be more embarrassing if you blow up the neighborhood. So mm. I called 911. <laughs> and I will tell you this. The, the fire crew and truck rolled up a few minutes later. They were great. They were great. We checked out the water heater walkthrough with uh, carbon monoxide detectors. 
nothing. We mm-hmm. couldn't find anything. They could also smell something a bit funky, but we yeah. have no idea what it was. And I th- said, yeah, I'm sorry I called you out for this. They said, no, no, no. Anytime you think you smell gas, call us right away. Yes, yeah. huh. the people of San Bruno, California. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday. August the 5th of the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, then. Let's leap into action according to FCC rules and regulations, which we've been ignoring for decades. Here we go at Mark. You think your opinion's so valuable, you need to chime in on that doesn't even exist? Ah, positive shot. Fabulous. Part of an Cezanzari uh, bit that is so good, so funny, so perceptive. He may be one of our great philosophers. That little fella. Stay, we'll play you more of that bit coming up. It's part of his comedy bit in which he brings up a controversial thing that's recently been in the news and asks who's seen it and gets their opinion. He made it. Sorry to give away the punchline. He makes it all up. And then he talks to the audience about this is what, how, who we are now. We didn't even see it. We don't know about it, but we've got to have an opinion on it. Wow. That is good. He just pants his own audience. Wow. <laughs> I know. Hey, I paid for this. <laughs> well, you're a sucker as well as a phony opinion sprayer. What's coming up <laughs> in uh, your God. news, Marshall? Uh, another sad weekend in America. Stupid, angry cowards lash out, fueled in part apparently by Internet fires. The Hong Kong protests not letting up, and the government now is warning pushback is coming. And on an entirely different note, an Armstrong and Getty Democratic campaign pool update proving just how astute one staff member really is. Fantastic. Oh, boy. Uh, fantastic. I, I don't know if hu- humankind can survive the Internet. I really don't know if it can. I've been wondering this for a long time, and I wonder it more now. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. We Yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm trying to figure out exactly what uh, how to curate it, as they say, what tone to take. Right. So uh, I mentioned the text line, 415-295-KFTC. Feel free to give us some guidance and what's on your mind uh, thinking about all this crap. We're a diseased society in a bunch of different ways. Yep. we gotta, we got to figure something out. Yeah, well. <laughs> You're not optimistic? Oh, I have further thoughts on that. We'll just say that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Trying to scientifically attack this, like, uh, you know, what changed, what variables changed. Somebody texted another example. I'll hit that you with that coming up, in addition to the media and our politics and the Internet. What are new things? in the last 20 years that could possibly lead to this. So we've got another one for you. Stay tuned. Well, and, and more broadly stated, our society, our culture, our culture has seen enormous shifts. Um, and, you know, well, we can talk more about that later. So, uh, listen, if you tuned in uh, hoping uh, to hear aspersions cast left and right politically, it's not going to happen. Not here. Um, a, not in the mood. B, I don't think it moves us closer to any sort of uh, understanding or solution. In fact, I think it moves us further apart. But uh, more on that to come. You know, here's a controversial decision. Mailbag. 
Mailbag, Michael. Mailbag, Michael! Just because the nation is in mourning doesn't mean I can't yell at Michael. I thought maybe it should be a little quieter today, but that's okay. Unleash the organ of joy. Wait a minute, let me rephrase that. Wow, I've said that before. What she said. HR. (laughs) A couple of weekly shower thoughts is compiled uh, by Rich in Salt Lake City. Then we'll get back to the obvious. I love this one. That's funny enough. Airline passengers would probably pay more for priority deboarding than priority boarding. Oh, my gosh. Well, first off the plane, folks are going to have to ask you to sit down because Joe Getty has paid $50 to get off this plane first. I mean, how great would that be? Um, people complain about their adult teeth not lasting, but evolution didn't expect, expect us to live to 50 even and eat sugar like crazy. Right. Yeah, no kidding. You're complaining at your teeth. If only your teeth could speak the things they would say to you. So Marshall's got the latest, and uh, someone texted another part of society that has changed drastically in the last number of years. And we want to discuss it with you on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Hiring to fill a position, uh, minder. I, Joe Getty, need a minder. That's become clear to me. Three of the last four times I've gone to get coffee, I've made a terrible mess that (laughs) called for an extended cleanup. So I will be hiring a man or a woman. I think I'd probably prefer a woman, but I'm not sure why, to follow me around. I think I know why. And to point out... Uh, when I'm doing stupid things, and then clean up the aftermath. <laughs> now, the work will be dull, but the pay, the pay will be humiliated. So if you'd like to apply, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We're about to get to the latest with Marshall Phillips, and that's that's what we want is the latest. And then we'll get back into discussion of uh, what the hell's going on. And it's that broad a question, really. What the hell is going on? I, I absolutely think those who would dive into... Specific questions immediately are making a serious mistake. But here is something political that could be major. His only hope is it gets lost in the coverage of what the hell is going on. And I haven't confirmed confirmed this. I've found it on four websites. They're all right-leaning. I'm waiting for it to show up somewhere else. Joe Biden this morning offered sympathy in a speech for the tragic events in Houston and also in Michigan. Now, if he actually said that on stage and there's audio, he's done. That could be a a blow to his campaign you can't recover. Because his biggest ding is, are you too old? Are you out of touch? I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with you as long as you're not too old. But you look like you might be too old. If this morning his leadership in this time of crisis in our country is to reference two completely different areas than where the shootings happened, because he doesn't remember or know... That could that could be that could be huge. Uh-huh. Like I said, the only thing that helps him is maybe it gets lost in the coverage today. Yeah. Wow. Okay. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the nation is dealing with two deadly mass shootings that happened within hours of each other over this past weekend. One in and El one Paso. a week ago. So there you go. Three in what five days, six days. 
Uh, one of the uh, shootings in El Paso, the other in Dayton, Ohio. President Trump tweeting this morning, the media has a responsibility to life and safety in the United States. Tweeting, quote, the media has a big responsibility to safety in our country. Fake news has contributed greatly to the anger and the rage that has built up over many years. News coverage has got to start being fair, balanced, and unbiased, or these terrible problems will only get worse. Yeah, I was going to add to the list of things that have changed in, uh, you know, in my adult lifetime drastically. The media is much more partisan and shrill. Our politics is much more partisan and shrill. Mm-hmm. The Internet now exists, which is its own huge thing. Huge thing that, uh, that we have to deal with that wasn't around a while back. And then we got this text about, how about kids? How about the, I get a trophy generation. Every teacher will tell you that's been a teacher for a long time that the kids, that and you have to blame parents for this. <laughs> in society, the kids weren't, it's not in their DNA. Right. We, we created them. But they all feel like they deserve everything now and, 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 and no reality should seep into their lives. For what it's worth, I had a conversation with an assistant coach of an NFL team and he said dealing with modern players is astonishingly difficult for those reasons. They are just completely different human beings than a generation ago. And it's, you know, all those uh, words that are thrown around, entitled, picky, um, they believe that their needs and wants should be the single most important thing in their coaches' minds. Um, in a way that you just didn't see 20 years ago. Is that a third of that, or of this whole thing, or 2%? I don't know, but you mix it in with that other stew of media, politics, Mm -hmm. internet, whatever's going on that we don't marry and have kids anymore, just all that stuff. Right. Meanwhile, the president's going to be speaking out about the weekend's events later on today. Yeah, and we'll bring his comments to you, so stay tuned. Yep. It's uh, roughly 20 minutes from now, broadcast time. And, right. uh, you know, I don't I don't want to get into the politics of it. Well, I'll be interested to see what he's going to say as the New York Post has got its cover story today. President Trump, America is scared and we need bold action. It's time to ban weapons of war the, from the New York Post. Which is a right-wing. Oh, their editorial. That's not the president's words. Correct. Okay, but that's their message to the president with their front-page thing. So I don't know what he's going to speak to. He cares about New York media, right. so we'll see. Yeah, I will also tell you this: we, you know, you know, self-deprecating humor around here is you know part of what we do. Obviously, if you've listened to the show, you know that, and we joke about how we, you know, we can't get good guests on. Uh, mostly we don't want them because they're mostly boring. But we could, I would wager, get at least a half, if not two-thirds, of the Democratic presidential candidates on our air today because they are scrambling over each other like hungry wolves after the last piece of meat for the chance to blame the president or Republicans or white people or whomever for the shootings. There's a desperate need to do that among the politicians yeah. and Man, if there's one source of of information you should reject immediately, it's politicians trying to score in an election cycle. Meanwhile, the website security company Cloudfare has announced it's going to end all network services for 8chan. That's the anonymous online forum where several people have posted messages and manifestos before carrying out mass shootings in the last year, including, it is believed, the El Paso shooter. We're going to have a, the great tech reporter from the Washington Post, Drew Harwell, later in the show to talk about 8chan, because 
And I spent some time on 8chan yesterday, or at least screen captures of 8chan right. for the last from the last week. And that's what I was talking about. There's just a whole other world going on out there that a lot of us are unaware of. And I don't know. It's hard to tell how many of those people are. That's that's one of the things about your anonymous, anonymous post boards. Have you yeah. ever been on any sort of ch- chat thing about any topic you're into, your favorite band or team or whatever? Right. Taxidermy. Right. You can get the sense that, boy, there's a whole bunch of us, you know, involved in this conversation. And if you do it long enough, you realize it's the same five of us a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it gives you a feeling of there's a whole bunch of us that feel this way. Right. It is a global reinforcement network, global reinforcement system for whatever beliefs, including the thickest and most twisted. Like PJ, you're right, man. You're right. Everybody wants to hear that. When you hear that, you think I'm right. Sure, we need that PJ O'Rourke clip a lot today. Of whose idea was it to let every stupid person talk to each other? All right, now we are going to dramatically, dramatically change gears. Are you ready? Now time for an Armstrong and Getty Democratic nominee pool update. And once again, astute political observer Marshall Phillips, using his decades of experience, has notched up yet another win. Out of the trio of hopefuls he picked to drop out of the race first, he scores a second time. Oh, oh self-aggrandizing my. report and, and using the, is referring to himself in the third person. <laughs> yeah, I caught that too. Yeah. 80, 89-year-old Mike Gravel has made it official. He is out. <laughs> Bye bye. He never was on a debate stage, right? No. Former. If you don't make the twenty on the debate stage, you probably ought to get out. Wow. So, uh, Marshall Mike Gravel gone. Yes. Swalwell. Swalwell. He's no longer here. Gone. Gone. And your last pick is Wayne Messam, who's. I mean, he's mostly been a commentator for the debates on CNN. The former mayor of. Tallahassee? A small city in Florida. Well, I know where Tallahassee is. I was just trying to remember if that's the city. No, I don't think Um, so. I think Fairview. Fairview. Doesn't matter, but he's not going to be president. Let's say Miami. Yes, okay. Congratulations, Marshall. Yes, yes, yes. One left. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation. And did anybody have Biden in the pool? Because if he referred to Michigan and wherever else today. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's 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 tough for the whole. No, I'm still sharp as I ever was. Uh, the terrible scenes in Houston and what do you say, Illinois, Michigan, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Well, it was not the right state. So really, which of the other 49 right. you pick is you know? We got this incidental. Text and good. he had the right region. Give him that. We got this text and good for you, I guess, for living your life, you know, away from the news like this. Because uh, who needs it? I heard nothing about the shootings, had no idea. So, And this person listens to us every day. Mm-hmm. So was aware, unaware of it all weekend until they turned on our show this morning. Yeah, I heard nothing you. of the shootings. So this is why they had huge armed police presence yesterday at every Walmart I went by yesterday. Yeah. I didn't realize it. So Walmart thought yeah. just in case. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, lot of topics to follow up on, including what's going on. I mean, that is the topic. It's our general manager is going trying on. to get a grip on this. Um, we also, we've come this far into this hour without uh, salute, saluting the law enforcement officers who showed incredible courage, skill, and training and ended the bloodshed before it got any worse. Boy, so shout out to all you folks. The one in Dayton could have been, you know, monumental. 
Yeah. But they, they were on him in, within 30 seconds yep. of the first shot. Yep. And, and Yeah, and still nine were dead, which is just astonishing. Um, and th- and th- then you got the question, how much do those two shootings have to do with each other? You know, obviously there's the contagion in the air of whatever's going on in my head, I go shoot a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But if you have completely different reasons, if one's mentally ill and one's not, or one's political and one's... Uh, his girlfriend dumped him. I mean, do you lump? I don't know. Or, you know, and there have been some reports, and I don't know, and I'm not really interested in this discussion anyway, but the one guy, a great deal is being made of his various manifestos posted on 8chan. Uh, there are reports that the other guy swings way differently politically. Um, so I just I feel no need to obsess over that stuff because... There have been lunatic murderers, stupid, angry cowards. You know, it's uh, I don't want to call them shooters. I want to call them murderers. There have been selfish murderers um, from the right, left, the center, you know, various ideologies. That's not the point. You know, which is not to say if, if there's a particularly insidious ideology, you shouldn't oppose it. You should go ahead and oppose it. Um, and if you're for gun control, go ahead and pitch that point of view. You know, badger your legislators, propose things. I think that all oh, that's good. But uh, those of you who are obsessing over one aspect of this, I think you're you're missing the point. And what if is, you're hoping for that out of us, I'm afraid you're not going to get it. What is the reason? Well, there's not. Uh, you can't come up with the reason, I guess. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We'll look at a number of different angles uh, of it and, and talk about it with you. I hope you can stay here this morning. And uh, when the president finally talks, we'll hit you with those highlights also on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's one thing I forgot to tweet over the weekend I meant to was um, uh, it's fantastic that this is going on in the midst of a presidential campaign when rhetoric gets its, uh, you know, at its hottest. Oh, yeah. And people are saying crazy stuff anyway. We're always in a presidential campaign in the modern world. That's another thing that has changed. The role that politics plays in our lives or feel like it plays in our lives. The, the focus on it, the endless focus on it. Right. As the cause of all our problems and the cure for all our problems. Absolutely. Well said. You add to that the tone of politics, which is a hair on fire importance. This is the most important election of your lives. This is critically important. This is life and death. And by the way, the other side is evil. Really evil. I mean, I, I keep talking about all the things that have changed in like a couple of decades. But you, you could take a 40-year-old from 1985 and drop him in today, and it would be society would be unrecognizable. And I realize throughout history there have been major changes, but that's a short amount of time. Yeah. A few decades. The, 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 the anger, the amount of talking about this sort of crap... Then the whole internet thing would blow anybody's mind. I mean that 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 is like it's just something out there to fan the flames of everything else that has happened throughout history. But we've invented a new thing that can just exacerbate that. Yeah. Whenever you get that sort of thing going on in a culture, 
And I've mentioned this many times over the years, and I'm going to be dipping into this throughout the day and probably years to come, but I read this book, The Dynamite Club, geez, I don't know, 10 years ago, whenever it came out. Um, And it was about how anarchism caught on as a thing in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and and swept swept the world, and certainly swept the United States, and people started killing people, blowing things up, in the name of anarchism. And it didn't make any sense. I mean, there was no, there was no like single theme. Like a lot of these shootings where, where you can tie them all together, they were just people that wanted to kill people and blow stuff up. And they heard about somebody else who did it because they were pissed off about their lives. Right. And, and they killed a bunch of people. And, and, the, and the world was horrified by how are we going to stop this from happening. And then it just kind of burned itself out. I'm thinking the fact that it start, started or stopped around 1914 has something to do with World War One. just wiped out the contagion. There was so much going on that it wiped out the contagion of lonely, dissatisfied losers thinking, yeah, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Maybe they all got drafted by their countries and sent off to war. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's a similar sort of thing, um, like reading from the book, um, talking about one particular bomber who blew up some people at an opera in Paris because he felt dislocated, alienated, and angry. It made him a perfect recruit for the philosophy of anarchism that he was finding in pamphlets all around Paris. And this was going on all around the world. And it's difficult to understand what was going on, because as one historian said, it's, it is bitter hard to write the history of remainders, that is, the people on the margins of society, that are sitting alone in their apartment somewhere, so angry that they want to murder people over with no logic as to how this is going to help them or 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 the world. Right. Not even two minutes worth of consideration are of of all right. After this happens, then what will the result be? What will that cause? Or right, exactly. What then for me? What will be the reaction? Not even a bit of thought of that. And and if it exists at all, it's it's bizarre and and idiotic and reinforced by fellow idiots on on the internet. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I was thinking about this. Uh, You know, uh, road rage incidents. We're familiar with the concept, right? People chasing each other around, beating each other up, shooting at each other, whatever, on the road. The one thing that is always, always, always there is somebody who is angry before any of that started. Somebody who's driving around with a great deal of anger about something. It's not the uh, the uh, what's the legal term? Um, the the cause in fact. The the final thing, he didn't use his turn signal, so I beat the hell out of him by the side of the road. That's the cause and fact. There's a term in law called proximate cause. I'm not going to bore you with the explanation, but long and short, it has to do with chains of events. And the one commonality, and this is what the politicians are missing, and the friggin' morons of cable news, who I swear, you know, I'd, I'd like to send them to, my, uh, to an island somewhere. You know, I'd take care of them, feed them, clothe them, medicate them. They'd have nice lives, but they'd shut the hell up. Um, the the thing that's being ignored is, all right, why are so many people coping so badly with life that they think the solution is to kill a bunch of people? And we always bring up the Malcolm Gladwell piece from however many years ago it was where he talks about a contagion, about how these things get transmitted like diseases, like the way... Uh, uh, um, a disease can go through society. These ideas can go through society. Yep. And just catch on. And you reach a, a critical mass point where it becomes doable. It goes from something you may have thought of, but yeah, you can't do that, to it's doable. Right. It's just, 
you reach a tipping point. You've heard of it, but you don't consider it among your options, which is why so many people, and I was just reading about this this weekend, believe it's so incredibly important to get into the really tough neighborhoods, the super underachieving poor neighborhoods where nobody goes to college, nobody graduates from high school, nobody has a successful life. Go in there and have a contagion of possibility in a positive way. Yes, you, I'm looking at you, I'm going to touch you right now. You are a person who could go to college. And have a successful career. And you standing next to him. I want you to picture you right now doing that. That's so incredibly important if you want to cause a positive contagion in those neighborhoods. It works the same way in a negative way. It works. There are all sorts of it. That's why mentoring is so important. You get an angry young person who thinks, yeah, I could kill a bunch of people, but please. Um, and they dismiss it out of hand. And you start reinforcing the notion that, well, I could do that. And you get the opposite effect of, you know, the outreach programs I was talking about. It's an outreach toward hate and murder. One way to stop the contagion is quit showing cool pictures of them. But uh, that's its own topic. Um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. The president is going to speak at some point in whatever he says, because it, it, be, it could be a fairly big deal, what he says. And I actually have ideas on, on you and me and how to have a happy life in the midst of all this ugliness. On the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.